Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Off Grid Pros Podcast. Today's a little bit, um, a little bit different. We're missing one of our three people. Ryan is moving. That's right, right? He's moving. He called out. Yeah, he called in today. He's, so he's quitting. Um, he's quitting Off Grid Pros. Uh, well, actually, so he's moving into his tiny house, right? That's what that's what he's doing. And then he's like renting out his full time home. Yeah. So where 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 is his tiny house going? Do you know? Yeah, it's out at the uh what is that big? It's like a it's in the middle of the woods over there, that NAU flower thing. Mm. Yeah. Arboretum. He's been living in his tiny house for like major the majority of his time is spent in his tiny house, just in his backyard. And now he's fully moving into it and then renting it out to I think I want to say like grad students or something at NAU. So he can yeah make money off of it and basically live for free. So that's the dream. And then uh, I, I, I'm sure he'll be back with us by our next episode, but he is spending lots of time moving everything. And uh, so it's just me and Keneally today. So hopefully we don't yep. need to know anything smart and uh, it'll, it'll go smoothly. So uh, this is season two. We're in season two. It's our second episode of season two to be specific. Uh, if you haven't listened to season one, go check it out right now. Today, we're talking about off-grid Wi-Fi. So if you guys don't know about it, the company is called, I, I believe it's a separate entity, correct? Uh, Starlink. Yeah, I think it's like a, yeah, it's like a subsidiary, I believe, of uh, SpaceX. But it's, it's, it's its own company. Yeah. And it's another one of Elon Musk's brilliant ideas. Yeah, he's basically well, just doing everything. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be brilliant. It's not a new idea. It's just taking an old one and making it better, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what we're talking about today. Uh, if you didn't listen to the first episode of this season, it's Off-Grid Horror Stories. That was for our little Halloween edition episode. Go check that one out. It's a good one. Lots of um, fun topics there, like spookiest or most haunted uh, campgrounds uh, and some some pretty horrific stories some things that Ryan had to endure while doing off-grid service calls. So go check that one out. Uh, Be sure to give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a little note, you know, say why you like the podcast. Um, And as always, go check out our website, shopoffgrid.com. So a little bit uh, about today, our quick facts segment. Uh, This one is roughly 41% of the global population does not have access to the internet. Now I did a little bit of extra research myself um, and I'm looking at what percentage of people in the United States specifically use the internet. So that one is 41% of the global, uh, global population. Whereas was it 13% of the United States population doesn't use the internet. So 13%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does it say which part, like what States? Uh, I didn't get that deep into it. Um, <laughs> I was, I was trying, I was trying to, to get that deep into it. I, I delved into that as well. Uh, cause I wanted to dig on a couple States specifically, but, uh, <laughs> I, I was at work. I'm sure it's at, like at the day job. I'm sure it's like those, those ones are specifically more off grid styles. So maybe like Montana, um, yeah, I would assume it's got to be, 
it's got to be somewhere in the west coast right like i think maybe like yeah like west coast slash like north like northern parts um i would think a lot of like nevada and utah really as well yeah it's there's just like vast lands there there's a bunch of people that live off grid there i mean i know like if you look at like a cell like a cellular map or whatever there there's there's like a big blank spot right there in the middle oh yeah country yeah it's so annoying like when i was a uh freshman in college i had at&t and back then at&t was absolutely terrible in flagstaff so like in my dorm i didn't have any service whatsoever i had to go outside to do any if i wanted to like send a text or call anybody i had to go outside of my building and then the second i moved out of the dorm they built a new tower in flagstaff and i was like are you freaking kidding me and then it worked no problem i was oh yeah pissed yeah back geez back when i first started going to nau i was working actually for quest um we sold essentially sprint and it was garbage sprint t-mobile t-mobile still garbage up here and then AT&T is, is much better now. Is it Sprint that but, bought T-Mobile or T-Mobile by, by Sprint? I think they like merged. Yeah, they're like the same company. I don't know. I don't know if one engulfed the other or yeah. how that worked. So, yeah. yeah. So basically about this U.S. population, what surprised me the most is that there's this there's this other statistic. This is from uh, as of February. So um, active Internet users in the United States was there like 328 million or something population in the United States um, of those 328. 288 are active internet users so that you know comes out to like 87 percent the active mobile so like cell phone internet users is 246 that was that's kind of crazy so it's, so there's like more no it's or, so it's it's only slightly less than you know just active general internet users um 246 uh and of mobile and 288 of just general internet so that's a lot less than I thought it would be. Really, the U.S. population. I would think it would be more. Almost I don't know. 100%. I just, I just don't. Have, I can't imagine anybody not having like a smartphone these days. I feel you know? like it's it's gotta be maybe like young kids. You know, maybe like less than ten years old, and then people that are like ninety that are like, I don't that's want true. a smartphone. You know, I don't want to have to deal with that, or I can't figure it out. Maybe it's those people. Yeah, I guess I just don't think about those people. Should, when I think of, of just the, the population under 10 years of age doesn't really exist. Everybody's 20 to 50. Everybody's 20 to 50 in my mind. Yeah, 20, that's I think that's generally what our 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 target market. Well, actually, according to our podcast um analytics, the people that listen to the podcast the most are between I think it is 40 and 50 years old. So if you're okay. in that range, shout out to you. Wait, 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 wait. I lied. I lied. It is 35 to 44 is second, actually. And then the first is is a big surprise to me. It's 23 to 27 years old. What? Really? That yeah. That's kind of crazy. So and that's I mean, 31% that of our kind listenership. Of like, that's gen that's that's Gen Z, right? 23 like to 27. Lower end there? I I want to I think it's like the end of millennials the end, very like, tail end of it yeah cuz like I'm not gen z I don't think I'm 20 
about to turn 26. I'm 25 right now. Uh, and I've always been called a millennial. I think like they would say like millennials went up until like 95, 96 or something like that. It just depends on who you talk to. But yeah. so yeah, th- I mean, a third of our sense, listeners though, like, are from 23 to 27. They're basic. They're basically our generation. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then the next one is 24% of the listeners are 35 to 44. So just in that four-year yeah, gap range. In there too. Yeah, that's it's strange because like 35 to 44 is like, what, 10 years? And then 23 to 27 is four or five years. And that's half the time or half the age. And it's larger than the other one. Crazy. So, I think that's probably due to like the housing market. Like, yeah. It's, it's really difficult for people to buy homes and like there's, that's what I think that's what started like the tiny house movement is people realize like they could pay off their student loans and live comfortably if, if they just downsized. And I think that's a big, like a big reason that people move off grid or like live in campers full time. So So it's like the uh, ability to move around and be mobile. It makes sense. Yeah, like basically like 80% of our listeners are between the ages of 23 and 44. So there's our there's our market. And uh, in case you guys were also curious about some analytics, 63% are male and 31% female. So. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So there you go. In case you guys were curious about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's our fun facts segment. It's it. There's a lot of people using the internet, obviously, and more, um, I guess, per capita in the U.S. than other most other countries in the United States of people using the internet. And thank God for the internet because that's how we got this podcast and put it together. So you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome for the internet. I didn't do it, actually. But um, I think – so one of the things that I thought about when I first started working at Prometheus um, is, is, is people off-grid like – are they using the internet? Like uh, as somebody that was completely ignorant to the world of solar in general, when I first started at Prometheus and then um, not really knowing anything about off grid as a result of that, partially because of that, um, I didn't really know if like people were, um, or if they were using the internet, if they were coming into towns, if they were doing any of that kind of stuff, all the kind of stuff that we talked about, I didn't really know about. And so one of the things is I feel like people have the question of do people that are living off grid even use the internet? And um, the answer is yes, they do use the internet. And the definition of off grid doesn't mean necessarily disconnected from everything. Um, it's actually the, the exact definition that I've pulled up is not using or depending on public utilities, especially the supply of electricity. So, you know, I guess internet could be considered a utility, but I think it's mostly like water and electricity, um, sewage, you know, comp like compost, trash, all that kind of stuff. Not necessarily right, but internet. So it's like if we if you're in an off grid location that's relatively close to a cell phone tower, and you have you know like a wireless card with mm-hmm. from Verizon or AT and T, you're likely going to have pretty good internet. Yeah. But some of these locations, especially here in northern Arizona, they want internet. I know our customers have told us that they want internet, then they just can't. You know, like um, down in Stoneman Lake, for example, 
you're there is no cell phone service doesn't matter if you've got verizon or at&t or whatever so you're not getting internet via card down there you know yeah 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 i know there's so many dead spots up in flagstaff or in northern arizona in general like no matter who you use um i mean i feel like wi-fi in, in flagstaff just sucks in general like i always had so many issues i had to get like one of those uh those own my own hotspots because i had it on my cell phone like a hotspot and i still would run out because my internet was always down so then i got my own hotspot and still had, and he had to use that as well it was stupid so have you ever had to use satellite internet no i ref, i feel like it just was like up until now like with dish network right it was just always terrible so i never wanted to do anything related to it yeah, it's awful. It cuts out. It's it's funny because, like, I know we were just looking up the average speeds prior to this, and they were shockingly low. What was it, like 12? Yeah, like 12 to megabytes. 25 megabytes. Megabytes per second, yeah. Um, I switched to uh, the, the local DSL rather than the cable because of pricing uh, a while back, and I was getting, like, 3.5, which is, like, hot garbage. DSL. Yeah, broadband crap. I couldn't even watch Netflix anything. So, yeah, so we're 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 kind of in that we're 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 stuck. We're monopolized cuz we have we ba- if you live in Flagstaff, Arizona, you've got to use cable internet. Yeah, it's like you know? SuddenLink or CenturyLink. Those are your two options. Yeah, and CenturyLink is is the broadband I was or the DSL I was referring to and it's terrible. It is absolutely terrible yep. in most parts of Flagstaff. So, maybe when Starlink you know, opens up. I might try them out. It's supposed to be fast and cheap. So how are people getting Wi-Fi right now off grid? Like, do they say exactly how they're, they're doing it unless they're besides like using a hotspot? Do you know? Yeah. The the customers that I've spoken to, it's if they're, if they're able to get like a, like a mobile hotspot, if they're within cell phone range, uh, within a uh, range of a cell tower, that's how most of them would choose to do it. Cause it's like, you're limited on your how, the amount of data, but you can get a pretty decent speed, um, you know. Um, but the, the ones that can't are forced to either go into town and and use internet in town, or they um, they're stuck with just satellite internet, whatever satellite. I can't um, I can't remember the name. There, there's a, there's a bunch of random generic companies around northern Arizona, you know. One of them is like QCOM or something like that. These little pop-up crappy uh, satellite companies. And again, it's like you're, you're maybe going to get one to three meg yeah. out of it. Well, fun fact, I actually use a uh, my own hotspot for my cell phone every time we record these episodes because my own Wi-Fi at this freaking house is uh, too slow to be able to <laughs> run a video chat and record at the same time. So I just use my own hotspot so i'm much like wow, an off-gridder so i i feel you guys um so we're gonna have we actually have a little trivia thing real quick um uh, we're gonna actually we're gonna give you guys the question and then we're gonna jump into a little break and then we'll answer it after you know just like create some suspense um for a little bit of excitement a little, a little don't spice. google it yeah don't don't, don't look don't it google up the answer. don't be freaking rude um okay here's a question how many people rely on satellite internet in the United States? Now, we've already told you that at the beginning of how many people are using it. So you can't rewind. You just got to remember. And then uh, 
And we're going to find out and give you the answer here right after our break. And welcome back, everybody. Okay, before the break, I left you with a little trivia question. Hopefully, you didn't rewind and cheat and find out what the answer was, but it was how many people rely on satellite internet? Okay, wait a second. We didn't necessarily give you the answer in the first one because we said satellite internet. I just caught this, Keneally. It was specifically satellite, not just internet in general, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this number okay. is correct. Because we, lo- we were looking at it and I was like, wait a second. Okay. So here are the options that we came up with were 8.4 million, 840,000, 84 million, or 42. <laughs> 42 people in the United States use satellite internet. Did you guys know? Uh, just kidding. So my guess is going to be uh, how many people rely on satellite internet in the US? So this is satellite specific. My guess is 84 million. Am I right? No. Dang no. it. Uh, my second guess is 8.4 million. Ding, ding, ding. That's the dang. one. I'm yep. a freaking genius. Okay, <laughs> I'm so surprised. Okay, there's no way there's 288 million people using the internet and only 8.4 are satellite. That's crazy. Yeah, and it, it, if any listeners want to fact check that, because full disclosure, that was ten minutes of internet research. <laughs> so, which is no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I looked at it. The link seemed pretty legit. Um, wasn't littered with pop-ups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the answer I got. Let's. Yeah, uh, so- here- you want, to do this, you want to do the second one? I can. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and read that okay. one to me. All right. I, I don't know the answer. And just so everybody knows, Jonathan does not know the answer to this. This is in my phone. So, here we go. There are more internet-using households in Queens, New York, than in which U.S. state? Okay. I am, okay. So the options here are Utah, Iowa, Alabama, Idaho. Ah. Uh, I'm going to go – it's between Iowa and Idaho. I'm going to go with Iowa. You said it was between Iowa and Idaho? That Those are my two guesses. Two guesses? Why do you think it's between those two? I just feel like there's lots of people in Alabama and Utah. Um, I feel like okay. there's more people in those two states than Iowa and Idaho. Um, and then when I think of Idaho, I think of like Boise – and I think if it's, I just think it's bigger. Okay. All right. Am I right? Is it Iowa? It is Idaho. Dang it. God. Oh, for two. Hey, but I was close with both of them. I, I broke it down. Um, I said it was one of the eyes. Um, so I think I should get 50%. You, you, you can't. You, well, good thing we're not giving away prizes. But we should, you know. Next time we do this trivia, we should try to make it live or something on Facebook where we can give away something. Next time we do this, we should um, give all four of them our wrong answers and make Ryan answer them. 
Yeah. And then just make him look dumb. Yeah. For the first time. <laughs> uh, we're like, we're smarter than you, Ryan. That's what you get for calling out last week. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he called me today and he was like, uh, I was, I was about to walk into to lunch and I get a phone call. It's like, Ryan's calling me right now. This is weird. And he's like, Hey, how's it going? Um, I just wanted to call and respectfully tell you that I can't do the podcast. And I was like, that's okay, buddy. I, I understand. It would have been funny. It's so funny. He, he just like, calls and says, I respectfully I wanted respect- to tell you. <laughs> I really wish that he would have done the thing where he like fake coughed. I was like, I'm just, just not feeling so good today. I don't think I, don't think I can make do that it into work. You can't fake cough. <laughs> Oh, I know. You've, you messed around and then about quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was eating lunch today. I was eating lunch today and I had to sneeze so bad. I was in the middle of this restaurant and I was like, oh, don't do it. Throw, throw your mask oh on and get to the bathroom. I, re- yeah, I remember in, um, in March, like the week before the whole world got shut down, um, I was at Chili's. I think Chili's was my last time I ate out before everything closed and I swallowed the water wrong. And I was like, Oh no, I was, I had to cough so (laughs) badly. And I was like, don't do it. Like (laughs) I'm literally going to be arrested or like, you know, just have to quarantine for months on end. And yeah, that was pretty terrible. That was right at, that was like a couple days before everything closed down and I was just dying in the corner. That seems to happen to me every time I go to a restaurant now is I just sit there and I'm like, I swallow the water wrong. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I feel like I'm going to get death stares. I'm consciously thinking about it. You know what I did yeah. one day? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I got caught. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was about, I was walking through the parking lot, I think towards, I think it was Safeway. I was going to like go get some groceries or something. I had my mask on and I just sneezed. I had no idea what to do. Cause I had the mask on and I was like, don't take the mask off to sneeze. Cause that's going to make you look stupid. Cause that's what the mask yeah. is for. So I just sneezed just like right into my mask. And then I was like, Oh, this is disgusting. It's like, it's why I'm not going to walk into the store now with this snotty mask on. So it was odd. Cause I was like, that was my only mask. I guess I'm not getting groceries today. So I just threw it away. and left. <laughs> that's the freaking worst that like that's happened to me. Like situations like that where I'll like order food and go to pick it up and I drove 10 minutes to go pick it up and then I'm like, God, I forgot my mask. And I'm not no, – you can't walk inside places without it on. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Yeah. So annoying. I know. Um, yeah, that happened to Cameron recently. We, he and I were going into Oregano's to eat and uh, same thing. I threw the mask on and he was like, damn it. I was like, what? Your options are throw your shirt over your face or go across the street to the gas station. So just to go eat, he had to spend like eight bucks to buy some masks <laughs> to walk in, walk into Oregano's. So that's funny. Uh, new weird times. Yeah. Anyway. I kind of, the only thing I like about it is the fact that like you are spread out in restaurants now. Cause like before I was like, I don't like sitting so close to people. Like, can you back up? So it's nice now you, everybody's spread out. I agree. I, it's, it doesn't. That part doesn't bother me. I like that you have to. I, I like that people can't stand so close to me that they're breathing on my neck. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. can you li- personal space? Up. Yeah, please. Jesus. Um, a little bit about uh, a th- a thing. So in our uh, in our emails that we've we've been getting from you guys of like um, 
asking about help with your systems and just off-grid questions in general, I think I'm going to add a thing that's like it requiring like a phone number because some of you guys do have longer emails with lots and lots of questions, which is fantastic because we want to get everything cleared up as quickly as possible if you've got lots of questions about your system. But if it's not already on there, you shoot us an email and just include like your cell phone number so we can give you a call because um, it's a lot to answer in an email. So I think I might just make that like a requirement on our website so that we can just give you guys a call. We'll, we'll respond with, you know, we'll give you a call like on Monday or something like that. But um, from now on, I think that would be helpful. Just yeah, we're not going to we're not going to sell that either. But there's a high likelihood I'm going to have one too many beers on a Saturday <laughs> and text you. Yeah. So that's the trade off there. You'll probably I don't, get a text. I don't me. think I even know how to sell that like information like when they're like we can give your information away from to anybody i'm like i don't even know how that works so if you, i don't i don't either if, yeah if you include your cell phone number or anything like that then like it, cool but i mean i don't think we know how to <laughs> i don't know we can't do bad things with it because we don't know how to do that except like yeah you know pay your phone bill or something <laughs> speaking yeah speaking of that i don't know recently because of the elections coming up I have been getting a lot of texts about it, right, from random numbers. Oh, my God. And, f- yep. and for some reason, they keep calling me Aaron, like A-A-Ron. And <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know why because I've had this number for, like, 20 years, and I'm obviously not named Aaron. So I don't know who sold my number, how they got a hold of it, or why they think my name is Aaron. But I have been texting them back with that gif from that Key and Peel skit. <laughs> like you done messed up a a ron <laughs> so that's off sometimes, the point. <laughs> sometimes i get a little aggressive when i get those because i've been getting like like 20 a day you know, like can you leave me alone like i get it like i if anybody's oblivious that there's an election that i don't i don't know what to do at this like h- how anybody would be and uh i yeah. actually when this episode airs it will be officially election day because this this one's coming out uh, on Tuesday, November 3rd. So oh, okay. shout out to the election. Um, anyways, let's jump into what we're talking about. Starlink. So what is Starlink? It is like we said earlier, it's one of Elon Musk's companies. Um, that's, uh, I guess maybe like attached in some way to SpaceX. And so they've got a ton of satellites that are, up in space, um, and the intention of the satellites is to help provide Wi-Fi or just you know internet capabilities to people all across the United States and Canada. Uh, I guess that's a, initially, I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, it's it's U.S. and Canada, and of course, you know, Elon Musk wants to rule the world, so he's the intention is to eventually have it over the entire world. But for right now, it's the United States and Canada. Um, and then let's see, you've got SpaceX just launched 60 new Starlink internet satellites and nailed rocket landing at sea. What does that mean? They nailed, um, meaning they like their, their intention was to land the rocket in the ocean and then like reuse Uh, it. And they, they did like, they nailed it. Like, uh, you know, they did very well. They did very well. So, um, (laughs) Yeah. I I need to stop copying and pasting links. I need to just yeah. start paraphrasing. <laughs> I was like, this is blue and underline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just made it a link. I, I try to do that. So like if you and Ryan just want to see where I'm getting this info from, but 
I think I'm just going to start paraphrasing as if I've done a bunch of research. Um, yeah. I mean, of course I did. This is a very well-informed podcast. Yeah. So, Well, so um, like, it's interesting because it, I should have invited my um, my girlfriend's dad to be on this episode. He actually works for, was it Northrop Grumman? So it's one of those people, like rocket scientists, companies. Um, so they work with, you know, um, NASA and I think SpaceX sometime or the Air Force, all that kind of stuff. So he probably would know more about satellites and how they work than us. Um, yeah, that would have been a good thing for Ryan to be on here for. You know what? We'll just have yeah. to revisit this. Yeah. Uh, but as of today, there are more than 800 Starlink satellites in orbit. So those are those are. I believe when I was reading, doing some research about this, they were saying that this was starting in October, correct? Um, in terms of providing internet to people in the U.S. Yeah, it's supposed to found? be like yeah, it's supposed to be um, available. Like the the initiative, yeah. the, the company started, I think, more than three years ago, and yeah, now they're up to eight hundred. I think the goal last number I, last number I read was like twelve thousand. Is their their wow. end goal twelve thousand oh satellites? Yeah, um, around the globe. So it's yeah. kind of a controversial topic because a lot of people feel like this is just going to create some unknown issue with there just being thousands and thousands of satellites littering. littering yeah, that's a, what I'm wondering. You know. Like the fact that – so like we're trying to um, go into space all the time. I, like with these rocket launches, there's – I, I want to say what was it, 2024 they were shooting for for going back to the moon? Um, mm -hmm. and so obviously there's people up in the, uh, international space station and they receive, um, you know, rockets that are coming up there to pr bring goods and, and equipment and all this kind of stuff. I just wonder if like, if it ever gets to the point where if, if there are so many satellites up there that they would ever, that would ever be an issue of a rocket just, you know, flying past it, um, and like interference or anything like that. I don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist. I don't know how that works, but we should get, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Come on. Tell us about that stuff. Yeah. We should get, we should get really smart scientists, rocket science people to tell us about these kinds of things. Oh, or Elon I think this Musk. Is, yeah. We'll just get him. We've been saying that since episode one, right? And I'm not going to stop emailing him either. <laughs> we should send him a physical card. People love to get handwritten notes, so maybe he'll respond to that. That's what my mom keeps telling me. I don't believe it. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's always like, why don't you ever send me a card? And I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to go write something down and lick it and put it in the mail. It's disgusting. We had to do that. Oh, we should probably do that again for Prometheus, huh? I need to yeah. order some Christmas cards. We did that last year. You better do it while the intern uh, is still working oh, here. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Took, that took hours. Oh, my God, I know. We'd assign every single card. That was horrible. But anyways, this internet, so these satellites are providing internet to, um, I would imagine, obviously, grid-tied people like like yourself if you say that you want to use it as well. Um, so not just grid-tied people, but off-grid people. So people in the middle of basically nowhere would be able to use this internet. And the speeds that they're claiming to, to be able to have are 100 megabytes per second, which when we were doing a little bit of research, it says the average um, internet download speed right now is 12 to 25. Um, For satellite internet. Which is 
Yeah, for for, for um, well, this just says internet download speed. I just looked up average Wi-Fi speed, and this says basic service oh, really? will go from three to eight, which is just awful. So a hundred seems kind of crazy to me, um, especially if you're out in the middle of nowhere to be able to have internet that fast. But you know, with satellites and stuff, who knows? Who knows uh, what the possibilities are? It's huge. Are. I think. I think there's a lot of people out there. I was reading. Um, I think I put that link on here too. Not. Uh, I was reading a, a Reddit link. There's like a huge thread of people that were saying that they would like to go off grid, but they they can't like because mm-hmm. they're they're so dependent on the internet. Um, as as are we. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like we couldn't work without internet, you know? So if I, yeah. if I had an off grid home, I would absolutely need it to be able to work. So I think it's yeah. going to be able to help a lot of people that are thinking about moving off grid. Yeah. Especially all those people that are working from home, especially now in today's world where, you know, a lot more people are working from home and, and different businesses are saying, we're going to work remotely, you know, for the indefinite future. I know like at Prometheus, we used to have, what was like five, six of us in the office at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's like one person each day. Um, And that's just in case, you know, just for handling deliveries and all that kind of stuff. But it's, I think the world is changing in terms of how people are working and where they're working and, and how many people are working from home. So, I mean, those people that are wanting to live off grid, it's becoming much more of a possibility. Um, especially with batteries being developed, uh, better technologies being developed and, and uh, solar becoming more affordable. Because uh, right now, in terms of affordability, solar has been reliant on solar tax credits, both at the state and federal levels. So like that's, that is scheduled to go away come, what, 2022? 23. Yeah. Wait, yeah, so twenty more. as of January twenty three, because um, next this year it dropped from thirty percent down to twenty six percent. Next year it drops from twenty six to twenty two, um, and then twenty two down to zero. Is it twenty two to zero? I thought there was one more step. I'm pretty sure it was just okay. a couple, but yeah. So it basically, they're going away. Um, and then here in Arizona, there's a solar tax credit of a maximum of $1,000 um, that you can take advantage of. So it, it the idea behind that, I mean, I, I wish they were still going to be around because it's a big selling point for a lot of people. But the idea behind it was solar was so expensive. People needed an incentive beyond, you know, helping to reduce electric bill or even eliminate electric bill um, was, was to help them do that by making it cheaper by providing a government supplement. And so now that solar is becoming so much cheaper than before, it's it, it's going away. Now, that isn't necessarily the same for the off-grid side of things because batteries are still really expensive, especially like lithium. Um, but, I mean, we've talked about it so many times about lithium versus like an AGM battery or a gel battery or something, and people can live off those uh, and make it work, no problem. So yeah. just a little side rant, but... That uh, because living off grid is, is becoming much more feasible, and with something like this, where people can work from home, um, because they have internet access no matter where they go, it's a uh, it's becoming even more possible. The thing that I had a question about, and so I did some research, was how they 
what kind of equipment they might need. Um, what I found is that they need like the actual satellite dish to have installed, right? Yeah, you gotta have to have something to receive it. So, yeah, is, uh, that, is that like it? Is there like I don't know an extra box or anything like that? That's I was looking into that too, and uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I don't have the answer to that. Um, I would think in typical Elon Musk fashion, it's not going to be that clunky direct tv dish network looking thing mm-hmm. attached to the side of the house it's i would i'd venture to guess it's much more sleek probably yeah, i imagine it's probably more of like a plug and play type scenario you know where yeah. it's like you just set it and forget it i mean mm-hmm. I, that's what my hope would be anyway yeah but who knows um but yeah that looking at like the cost of that it was what was it Four ninety nine for the actual satellite dish. Now I think these numbers aren't set in stone. No. I don't know, um, but what we found of like a a, a possible pricing is four ninety nine for you know like the one time payment of the actual satellite dish, and then uh, ninety nine dollars a month for the service itself. So, so affordable and faster. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're if you're trying to live off grid and you're working off grid, paying a hundred bucks a month to make your full time living, I feel like that makes sense. Um, I can't help but to think of the impact it's going to have once it goes global. You know? Oh like, yeah. People, like the fact that where so many people are not using it, like like we talked about, was it forty forty one percent of the world's population isn't using internet? Is that just because they choose not to, or mostly because they don't have a way I to would get ass- it? I would assume most of that's because they they either can't afford it or just literally don't have access to it. Like they're you know here in the U.S. Um, we 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 talk about living off grid um, in the sense that like from a solar and renewable energy aspect because that's the business that we work in. Um, but there are people that live off grid because there's no grid to live on. You know, yeah. so there's yeah. this this is going to help bring a lot of people into the 21st century. I think. Um, the, Which makes uh, me nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that that would. I, could, I don't know if that could be necessary. You think that could be a bad thing? Uh, I just feel like we, the internet, has some really dark places. Um, yeah. People, yeah. I think the internet makes people too brave. Um, okay, and that it, it 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 brings out a side of people that they wouldn't necessarily um, show in person. You know. And so people are like, I can just hide behind it and say lots of things. So I don't know if it's necessarily a, a great thing. I mean, it, it's cool that we can have access and have some access to so much information and all that kind of stuff. But some people are not so nice on the internet. <laughs> I, I think I just see sunshine and rainbows mostly. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like, imagine just managing the spread of misinformation in the U.S. Oh yeah, and and it, you know some of the first world countries, um, but. Imagine how easy it would be if nobody is monitoring that uh, to manipulate whole countries into thinking something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is kind yeah, of a scary it's, thought. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of stressful. Um, but you know, we'll uh, we'll kind of see what happens. I'm I mean, wondering. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine um, on the old internet the other day, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were talking. He mentioned something about uh, Starlink. He's got this like uh, one of those web pages on Facebook that he manages, and 
Uh, it's kind of like the onion or whatever. But um, and uh, so I told him that this this week's episode was going to be on on Starlink, and and he was he said that that he's got a lot of concerns about the tracking capability. You know, like mm-hmm. big big brother type of stuff. Like we yeah. already know we we already know that the NSA can watch what we do now potentially like imagine from a global perspective how much you'd be able to surveil with having 12,000 satellites in the in the air pinging off everybody yeah yeah well it's Mm. interesting because uh i know some people some people do go off the grid because they don't want to have that sort sort of feeling of like somebody's watching me um i'm being like there's surveillance everywhere. Uh, I don't want to be connected to oh, a totally. grid or even connected to internet. Um, but I mean, the, it's, it's like we've talked about it before. Like we talked about it in one of our episodes that off grid isn't just for preppers. Um, it, it, you don't have to be a specific type of person to want to live off grid. Um, and like people live off grid and they work in town. So like Garrett, uh, one of our installers at, at Prometheus, he lives off grid and then drives into town and, has a job obviously installing solar for prometheus and then goes back home and and is off the grid so i mean it's it's it you don't have to be a specific type of person you don't have to be the type of person that thinks that you're being watched all the time i mean there are plenty of those but um anybody anybody can do it yeah garrett was the one that told me about this initially um and and he came he came from a he was like uh he was like what do you think about the possibility of starlink going public and i was like excuse me what is Starlink? And uh, yeah, so um, he he is one of the people that live off grid, lives off grid, and he's been following this company because he is anticipating the release because he wants this service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah we definitely he, go ahead. He actually he he uses the internet um, and is like uh, he's not one of those people that is just completely disconnected. He's he's got. Um, I believe internet service of some sort because he always messages me on Facebook um, when he's trying to talk to me, but he's at his house because he doesn't have any phone service. So he's, yep. he's messaging me directly through like Facebook or something like that or, or on or my email CRM. Yeah. Um, yep. So it just, it, it just depends on, on what your situation is. Um, but you, I see on here that you've put that the internet satellite network would be a way for SpaceX to generate revenue for Mars exploration. Yeah. So the, in the reading about this that I did, like straight from the Starlink site is um, that the, the ultimate goal for, for this company um, beyond just obviously pro- providing internet, but the, the, the goal, the revenue stream is really meant in order to fund Musk's uh, dream of making us like an interplanetary species. Cool. Yeah, nice. that's the, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. And I think I think uh, I think it kind of is, is almost a domino effect because I read somewhere um, in doing tons of research on Tesla. Um, by the way, if you guys ever go for your MBA, expect to learn a lot about Tesla, Amazon, and Apple. Yeah. Um, but, yeah so. It, Part of the reason that that he was interested in in Tesla was in order to, to use that money, not that they're profitable yet, but to use that money to help uh, fund the, these Mars trips. So it's like it's almost like 
I wonder if, if his whole thing is to get to Mars, whether it's Neuralink, the boring company, SpaceX, Starlink, Tesla. It, it seems like it all roads lead back to getting to Mars. Because I know he wants to, he basically wants to inhabit the planet. Mm. Or colonize yeah. it, rather. So. Well, that sounds like a stressful time. I don't know who's... I, I think he's I, not, the ball of stress. Yeah, I, it's just crazy how many things he's he's got his hands into. You know, just just go from I don't know, just making your way into in like into space exploration, but also like you're providing solar panels for people and cars. It's just it's just crazy to me. I mean, but, yeah, it, it kind of goes. It all goes back to his. Uh, uh, the the mission statement for tesla is like to to help uh transition the world towards sustainable energy so like yeah all all of these companies in one way or another lean lead back to sustainability yeah yeah i mean which is which is cool um and the uh what we've got here is that is that musk estimated that the starlink service could generate as much as 30 billion dollars a year um Obviously, we don't have the the exact pricing on everything right now, but I mean, that's a that's a pretty good chunk of change. It and, is, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, and, and in case you guys are wondering, it's the name is Starlink. So it's S T A R L I N K, and that's that's one word if you want to look it up and do your own your own research. So it's Starlink, um, and then the in terms of. Um, this actually, this next point gave me an idea of, of future episodes we could do. Is the satellites last about five years and then are brought down manually, and they burn up entirely on their descent, which means that they do not create waste or harm um, for okay. anything on on their way down. Which is is something we've actually gotten a question about uh, uh, several times from both Plug and Play and Prometheus is people ha- wondering how to recycle different components of a solar array. So recycling the batteries and recycling panels. Uh, so that might be a good future episode. Oh yeah. We can, we can get into recycling. that. We can get yeah. into that. Cause I was in that business. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's something I don't think people necessarily think about a whole lot because they're like, Oh, my panels are going to last me 25, 30, 35 years, whatever. Um, because you know most panels have a 25 year warranty on them but it's like what do you do with the panels once that quarter of a century is over you know so that's that's something we could talk about in a future episode nice idea jonathan go you I just um, added it i added it to future episodes list added so. to the list yep. cool all right so how does this affect going off grid obviously you have easier access to internet which is good for a number of people um and then reddit is what your your favorite is reddit technically social media i, think I don't it really, is. i don't i don't use reddit i don't really know anything about it but according to reddit a lot of people that uh, feel that the internet is one of the most important things keeping them from moving off grids we talked about that a little bit earlier it's just it lots of people have the idea of going off grid whether it's temporary or full-time and now it's becoming a lot more of a realistic thing um and I think one, especially in today's world, the, the people that are going to love it are all those people that are influencers, you know, oh, yeah. the ones that love to make YouTube videos and Instagram posts and all that kind of stuff that 
there's there's a couple actually that are off grid influencers, and I mean more than a couple. So like companies like um like Zamp, and I believe Renogy, they have like you know affiliate programs. Even companies like REI, all these companies have affiliate people. So like people that they pay to make posts, you know, Instagram and 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 uh, YouTube posts about their stuff and then when somebody uses their link to buy it then they get a chunk of change you know maybe between like one and five percent of that that sale goes to them and people even do that with amazon as well yeah it's almost like it's almost like they need a podcast Mm -hmm. yeah they only had a few guys uh talking about their products for free like a rei affiliate program absolutely and then Anytime you guys, the listeners, want to buy REI stuff, you just use our link, and then we get a little, we get a little bonus. Yeah. Dang, that's a good idea. We should do that. We should definitely do that. That way, we can um, maybe make some money doing this. Yeah, that'd be cool to make money. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Cool. I'll look into that. All right. Um, so, the last little thing is, who are the people that are going to be using this? So, like we've always said in these podcasts episodes is that you don't have to be a certain type of people person to go off grid. You can be, you can be that person that wants to live off grid full time, you know, maybe be like a retiree living off grid um, or somebody that's, you know, 23 to 27 and trying to figure it out and move off grid. It's, it's, it's totally up to you. So those, those people that have off grid homes, like official off grid homes, it, it'll be great for you because it's easy to, set up and just go. The one I put on here is RVs. Now I've actually, I've seen people with satellite dishes on their RV before. I haven't seen a whole lot of them. I wonder if that's an issue at all. Like the wind catching it and uh, it just blowing off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, the newer ones have like um, the aerodynamic. I also wonder like going under like bridges and stuff that are like too short and just knocking it right off. Yeah, you got to be like, super conscious yeah, of your height. Yeah. Of your, uh, yeah. Yeah, because like an RV is built, you know, to a certain height. And it's like, okay, in general, you'll be able to get under lots of bridges or like yeah. drive-thrus or whatever. And But with a satellite on there, it's like an extra what, like two feet or something. You, you know what? That reminds me of a brain teaser, which is another thing we might might think about adding on here. Uh, so if, if you've got a 10-foot high RV right and the clearance oh for the the bridge that you're trying to get under is is uh 8 feet 10 inches how do you get your rv under that bridge uh you remove the tires oh you're close am i close you're close yeah no way what you're, is it you're almost there you have to let some air out of the tires Hey, I'm a freaking genius. Wow. <laughs> you said remove. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to do Remove the tires and, and pick up the RV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a brain teaser on next uh, next week's episode. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, there's, um, I think the newer ones, the newer ones have, they're, they're fixed and, uh, and they're more aerodynamic. But I have seen some of the older models with that big, ugly dish just hanging off the top there. I would imagine those things get yeah. removed often yeah so 
in general, I think Elon Musk, like the idea behind it is that he wants it to be something that is it like most of the products on our website that it's like plug and play, you know, you can just receive it. You can set it up yourself you don't have to have any professional installation. So like if you are living off grid, we know how expensive it is to have somebody to come provide any type of service, whether it's for like a solar array or any kind of like, um, like water or sewage or anything. It's, it's really expensive. So I think the idea behind it is also so to make it easy enough that somebody can set it up themselves. Um, so I think that's one of the, definitely one of the benefits of it. And so, like we said, it's starting in the U S and Canada right now. And then the future plan for it is that it eventually will cover the whole world in terms of, of providing internet to anybody across the world. So, um, any closing thoughts from you, Keneally? Yeah, I was just trying to think how to wrap that one up. Um, no, I mean, I guess we'll probably have to touch back on this after it's released. Um, I would definitely want to get Ryan's thoughts on this. I know he, working in the aerospace um, field for a while before starting the companies, I know uh, he would probably be able to explain a little bit more about how satellites uh, work. I know that just in the research that I've done with this, they're, they're essentially, as far as satellites go, they're, they're lightweight and they essentially just communicate via laser. And it's going to be interesting. I know one thing, one thing we haven't mentioned is you can see these with the naked eye, by the way, if, uh, if you're in a local, I mean, probably not like New York city, you're not gonna be able to see it. You probably can't see stars in New York, but, uh, you know, in a dark sky city, like here in Flagstaff, Arizona, um, they have the times, you can Google uh, when to when to see the the Starlink satellites. I know Garrett uh, was telling me that uh, from his house out out in the middle of nowhere, outside of Flagstaff, certain times uh, during the month, he's been able to see them, and they they like glide across the sky in like groups of four or five That's or six. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it sounds uh sounds pretty sweet. So just for for listeners that live in remote areas where you can actually see the the star the stars at night um check it out you'll be able to see these things and like we said there's 800 up there right now uh, i imagine once we get closer to that twelve thousand number you'll probably be able to see them all the time so yeah i think this is something that people are going to start hearing more and more about oh, yeah. um even you know in residential areas where people are grid tied so um We'll have to we'll have to revisit the topic and, and bring on Ryan and and uh, maybe even you know Garrett somebody living off grid and, and kind of get his his thoughts on it. Um, yeah, we're gonna have yeah. Derek Derek back on too. I know he's got an internet problem out in his off grid location too. So yeah, we'll revisit this. Uh, if I would say if any listeners that have anything that we didn't cover, any questions that you would have liked us to cover on this we we're definitely going to revisit this so feel free to email us or hit us up on facebook and oh, yeah. let us know let us know what your thoughts are um give us any talking points and we'd be glad to cover we'll even give you a shout out if we think it's cool enough oh for sure yeah yeah maybe just venmo us some money we'll give you some shout outs <laughs> as well <laughs> in fact we could just give yeah. you a if you want your name mentioned on this podcast five bucks yeah. <laughs> For every person that orders something, we'll just say your name on the podcast, just randomly in, in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thanks so much for tuning in for uh, this week's episode. Make sure to go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what your favorite part of the episode was. Make sure to 
visit us at shopoffgrid.com to find all kinds of products. We didn't necessarily talk about any of our products this week, but you know about it. You've, you've listened to these episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, if you have any questions or have ideas, if you uh, want to bring anything to our attention for Starlink, um, some cool facts or something you want us to talk about in the next one, uh, send us an email at info at shopoffgrid.com. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.